Monday evening, welcome back to the OFM Business Hour with me, Ole Wacheng. Hi there. We're discussing the key takeaways of this year's World Economic Forum, which took place in Davos, Switzerland last week. And we're doing so with Dr. Anya Smith. Perhaps you could tell us a bit more about this year's edition of the forum and what were some of the key takeaways. I did see from the articles, AI was quite a big talking point. Yes, and I think just to to highlight or showcase some of the talking points up front, it sort of ranged from AI to geopolitical tensions, the conflict in the Mideast, looking towards risk in the future, and I'll I'll get back to some of these. But in short, this year's um, World Economic Forum, which took place last week, was really focused on the theme of rebuilding trust amid uncertainty. So there's this very strong recognition that globally, we find ourselves in a very uncertain place. About 3,000 policymakers, business executives, say development organizations and academics and civil society leaders, and I think also just innovators typically come together every year in Davos. This year, there was 3,000 and it was the 54th annual meeting. And the idea is really that they exchange ideas, spend time with each other, talk about pressing global topics, and then take these conversations and the ideas and the information they've shared back to their countries into the new year to be able to to plan reflexively, but also to be able to, to be open to new opportunities. Yeah, if we could, you know, continue kind of touching on what was the general sentiment around geopolitical tensions. Of course, I'm sure they were speaking about the Gaza conflict, the ongoing Russia-Ukraine conflict as well, and how this all impacts commodity prices and the rest of of the globe. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, I think there was a, a clear sense that a solution is needed mm-hmm. for the Gaza conflict. And I think there was also quite a strong sense that, you know, a two-state solution is needed. Lots of conflicting views and opinions, but I think that's my, my reading and understanding of the underlying consensus. And in the absence of finding solutions for, I think, both the Gaza conflict and the Ukraine conflict, the world faces a very sort of fragmented landscape where where countries will be divided even further. I think there was also a lot of concern about the conflict in the the Red Sea area, mm-hmm. and specifically attacks by Yemen's sort of Houthi group on ships in the Red Sea and the implications of those attacks and conflict for just global trade and just shipping traffic. I think because we, we all know that if that is not resolved, it is likely to increase costs leading to, to greater inflation over the short term. This is the OFM Business Hour and I'm speaking to Dr. Anya Smith. She's a development economist at the Stellenbosch University. I was listening to, you know, some of the commentaries and the conversations that were taking place and someone, you know, asked particularly for the African countries that were in attendance. I mean, what is the significance of an event like this in terms of the global economy? There does tend tend to be a lot of pessimism sometimes from countries that don't feel like they are at the forefront of some of these important conversations or 
Yes, I mean, I, I think it's very easy for, for low and middle income countries to feel excluded because I think while they are very public conversations mm -hmm. and forums and sessions. There are also lots of meetings and dinners and lunches behind closed doors. It's not always that easy for low and middle income country leaders and, and innovators and representatives to be invited to those discussions. But something I found quite interesting about this year's World Economic Forum is how I think some of the countries in what's traditionally seen as the global south are starting to speak out about different topics. And I guess we can debate whether, you know, Argentina is really part of the global south. But I found the new new president of Argentina, Javier Malay's speech that he gave at the World Economic Forum incredibly interesting. So just to give the listeners some background who may not have been following the news on Javier, he is an economist and he's a very strong sort of libertarian and actually, I think, self-professed capitalist. So he's been making or trying to make quite radical changes to the e economy and government of, of Argentina after coming into power last year. And he actually made a very powerful speech in which he said that the, the vision of the West is no longer serving the rest of the world. Mm. And, you know, that the West is actually embracing this idea of social democracy and collectivism, a collectivist economy. And in places like Argentina, collectivist economies have typically led to impoverishment. And he, he shared a very strong view that only a capitalist system, in, from his perspective, will lead to economic growth. And people may actually say that capitalism is evil because it's individualist, but he was of the view that wealth is ultimately generated through a market discovery process. And he, he cited lots of long-term economic history data to back up his points about growth and wealth creation. Mm -hmm. And I found his voice and that um, of Colombia to actually be quite powerful voices at the, the World Economic Forum. And I think the other interesting person who, who spoke was actually the president of Greece. I think in a in a European sense, Greece may be a slightly marginalized country. Yes. It's definitely struggling with growth and economic development. And the president of Greece spoke very strongly about the countering of what he refers to as Davos arrogance. And he actually said a country like Greece, because of its slight marginalization in the European Union, is uniquely positioned to talk to the South and help broker peace in the Middle East. The Business Hour with Oliver Best in the On OSN.